Gordon, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Boise State and BYU and their showdown coming up this Saturday. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He makes the magic happen at the Idaho Statesman. He is Ron Counts with us on the big show. Hi, Ron. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, uh, start off kind of big picture. Tell us about this uh, this Broncos team. We know they got that big win in Florida State. Uh, they're in the driver's seat right now for that uh, G5 bid to a New Year's Six game. Uh, are they as good as their resume? You know, uh, this is a team that just has depth all over the field. I mean, you look at their receivers. John Hightower is a cut above the rest of the guys, but he but he's just one of four dudes that just are, are just a, a really – Dangerous threat every week. C.T. Thomas, Achillean Butler, Shakir, uh, uh, Khalil Shakir, all three, same kind of body types, all kind of slot receivers, very fast, kind of interchangeable. You look at the quarterbacks, they've played three guys, and there's been little to no drop-off. Hank Bachmeyer, obviously the freshman, huge talent. You know His future is very bright. Chase Cord, Jalen Henderson, both guys that have been around, they know the system, they're both athletic, they both know how to come in and perform, and, and they've done that. Then you go to running back, George Halani and Robert Mahomes. I mean, those two guys, you know, they, they, they make a heck of a one-two punch, and they've been tough to deal with. So if you ask about their resume, yes, I'd say because of their depth. They're deep all across the field. So a question for you. BYU has struggled to stop the run. That's an understatement. Mm-hmm. Are the Broncos going to punish them for that uh, fact? You would think so, and you're right. You know, BYU ranks 123rd in the country in rush defense, and I mentioned it. Robert Mahomes, George Halani, you know, both those guys are physical runners. They're downhill guys. We saw it last week, especially with Halani. Anytime he got near the goal line, he was running over somebody. He was leaping over guys. So I think the Broncos definitely do want to come in and kind of lean on that running game more than they have in the past. How does Boise State and, and their fans uh, feel about this series with BYU? Does it continue to be, a, you know, a, a, a positive? Is it uh, you think they view it as a, as a rivalry almost? Oh, absolutely. It's one where all the players say you throw the records out. You know, it doesn't matter who's ranked where. It doesn't matter whose defense is better than whose. Both teams are going to come out. They're going to give each other their best shot. It's a pride thing. You know, these schools are so close together. So many players know each other on the rosters, and they don't want to lose to that guy. So, absolutely, it's definitely one that they circle on the calendar every year. So how do you anticipate this game is going to unfold? Do you see points being scored, a lot of them? Do you see uh, some moments of futility on offense on both teams? How do you think it's going to go? Mm, that's, that, that, that's a tough question. Uh, you know, I, I think Boise's passing attack is going to be tough to deal with. We already talked about BYU struggles against the run. So is there a chance that Boise comes out and, and kind of blows the BYU out of the water? Sure there is. Is that going to happen? Who who knows? You know, these guys could come out and, and BYU's defense could play, play an inspired game and it could come down to the wire as it has in two of the last three years. So it, it, it's hard to say. I think Boise's offense definitely has an edge up. You know, I, I don't think there's anybody on that defense that can run with John Hightower or C.T. Thomas for that matter. I think whether it's Hank Bachmeyer or Chase Cord or Jalen Henderson at quarterback, they're all capable. They all have the respect to their teammates. So, uh, you know, B- BYU has an edge, of course, but who knows? 
Uh, we are uh, we're talking with Ron Counts of the Idaho Statement Statesman, talking a little Boise State football. And and Ron, one thing that has uh, kind of amazed me about that program up there is they've you know over the course of the last twenty years or so they they'll lose coaches that have done a terrific job, whether it's you know Coach Pete or, or Dan Hawkins or Dirk Cutter, and they'll they'll go somewhere else. And yet Brian Harson is another one in the line that has managed to to keep that program performing at a high level. I guess my my question is what's the what's the secret what have they discovered up there at boise to to keep this run going for so long uh, if i knew that i'd bottle it and sell it i you know <laughs> I, I have no idea there you know there, there's obviously tradition here i mean this this program has won for so long they've been bowl eligible for 22 straight years now they've got the iconic blue turf you know there was the fiesta bowl in 06 when they beat oklahoma it's just there's been so many Times and so many, you know, moments in this program they're just seen worldwide, and I, I think I think that helps. Uh, you talk about, you know, Coach Harson. He, he's a guy that you know it really really treats his players like they're his children almost. You know, the, the guys talk about how tight knit a family it is in Boise State, and 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 Coach Harson is very very protective of his guys. So so I'm sure that makes it easier for parents to send their children here. But but yeah, I mean this this program is definitely clicking. They, they just got another commitment today from a, a wide receiver out of Texas, Latrell Cape who's a, a, a kind of a six foot 185 pound slot guy very speedy um, so yeah man they got this thing rolling who do you see as the greatest competition to the Broncos in the Mountain West this year mm, that's uh, well you know looking at the rest of their schedule you know it, it, you got to say Utah State I mean that, that that's a program that just you know is it, just solid all around um, but you know it's a good question. I'm not sure anybody's going to catch them. You know, I, I actually thought Hawaii would give them a little bit more of, 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 a, of a fight than they did. Um, yeah, you know, I, I honestly can't answer that one for you. Ron Counts with us from the Idaho Statesman, and uh, we know uh, from watching Boise so much over the years that they don't beat themselves, they don't make a whole lot of mistakes, always well coached. Is there a particular area with this team that is that might be vulnerable to BYU or that the Cougars might be able to exploit? Well, you know, uh, the offensive line has had some struggles this season. Uh, they've had a few injuries. Um, but I, that, I guess that would be the area that I would say. Hank Bachmeyer has definitely taken some shots. Some of that has been him holding the ball. He, he is a freshman. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if BYU can come out and get some pressure in, in the quarterback's face, that, that's an area probably where I, I would say. Um, red zone offense hasn't been particularly great for BYU this year. Uh, you know, they, they were better, obviously, against Hawaii, but they struggled with that in the, the, the two previous games. Uh, so there was a little bit of inconsistency there. Um, the running game really hasn't been totally consistent this season. You know, they, they've had a couple of good performances last week, probably being their best. Um, so maybe that's an area. But, you know, I, I think that passing game that, B, that Boise State has is just going to – is just going to – going to overwhelm BYU. It's just going to be t- it's going to be tough for them to run with those receivers. That's interesting that you brought that point up with the offensive line because BYU has really struggled to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a strength of the team. So the fact that Boise might have a little bit of a weakness there, uh, it might be a wash from that perspective. It very well could be. And then it comes down to it's going to come down to that defense. You know, which defense can make a play, which defense can capitalize on the on the, on the opposing offenses and stake. Did you see the BYU USC game? I did not. No. In that game, BYU, we wondered whether BYU is going to try and pressure 
put pressure on the, the quarterback or whether they mm-hmm. want to drop back into coverage. And in that game, they very successfully dropped back into coverage. Would that kind of scheme work against uh, uh, Boise State? It potentially could. You, you, you know, you look at it, you know, obviously the, the million-dollar question right now at Boise State, is just like at BYU, is who's going to play quarterback? Uh, Bachmeyer yeah. took that huge shot last week in Hawaii. You know, he, he he hasn't really practiced this week, as far as we know. He looked real. He looked in a lot of pain. You know, right after taking that hit. So you know, you look at that. Maybe he plays. If he does play, you assume okay, he's a freshman. You know, maybe a freshman isn't the best at sitting back in the pocket and dissecting a defense and going through his progressions. So so theoretically, yes, that could work against Hank Bachmeyer. But when you put Chase Cord or Jalen Henderson in there, you've got two very athletic dual threat guys, and if you you're a defense that sits back in a zone against a guy like Chase Gord, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to pick up four yards of carry all day, and it's going to be a boring game. But, boys, this guy's going to run it down their throat. Ron, thank you very much for a few minutes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for a little insight into the Broncos. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ron. Ron Counts, he covers Boise State for the Idaho Statesman. So let me ask you the same question I asked him. How do you think this game is going to go? Uh, I think Boise is going to score a lot. And, and you I, think that, like he was talking about, the quarterback situation is going to slow him down? Uh, the Boise's quarterback mm-hmm. situation? No, I don't think it's going to slow him down much. Of course, both teams have had issues in that regard, staying healthy at that position. But does does Boise, I mean, they've, they've I guess, had an issue uh, staying healthy. That That's true. But, I mean, you heard him talk about it there. The the step down to chase court is not, I mean, there's not a whole lot of fall off right. there. And he talked about the weapons around him. That will be a challenge for BYU to deal with. However, USC had some pretty good weapons as well. I think Boise is going to run the ball a lot. I mean, we can get caught up with, with Chase Cord, and we can we can talk about how well Boise has passed the ball. I mean, they passed for 315 yards against uh, against Hawaii, but they also ran the ball for 203 yards against Hawaii. Yeah. I think I, I don't know how any of BYU's opponents uh, left on the schedule can't look at the first part of this year and go, okay, well, we're going to run the ball. We're going <laughs> to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. And if somehow – they figure out a way to slow us down. Maybe we'll mix in a play-action pass or two. But we're going to go out there, and we're going to run the football, and we're going to take take away their will. And you said that from the beginning with the Trojans, that that's exactly what they should have done, and they did not. No. And so that soft defense that BYU's been running has been effective. The The problem is, is they've kept that soft defense because it works so well against USC, and it doesn't work well mm-hmm. against other teams that actually have a, a, a brain to realize, wait a minute, maybe we should run on these guys <laughs> well we certainly saw that late in the game against south florida i mean those guys were running the football at byu what a, that might be the single most hopeless feeling of any uh feeling that uh, 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 a, a football team can have if you can't stop a team from running the football what do you got who you're gonna lose I mean, that's, I mean that's, and that and that goes beyond just the scoreboard because obviously a great high scoring attack you're going to see the numbers go like pinball machine all that sort of thing, but when you are when you're a football player and you can't stop the run you are, I mean it's almost like an insult to your to your toughness it's an insult to your being a grown man right and well, so there's a mental toll that is exacted when you can't stop that it's like hey you look you come off the field and you look over to your coach and say there's nothing we can do 
Well, there's there's a reason that Alabama has always been a, a, a run team. There's a reason that Kyle Whittingham's number one goal in every game is to to stop the run, because that is the easiest way to win a football game. Well, I if thought that was Kalani's philosophy too. Well, if he doesn't have the guys to do it, well, that's a bit of a. That gets back to what we've been talking yeah. about this week about what what are the issues in BYU's football program right now. They don't have enough players. And I I hate to say that because these are college kids that are out there trying real hard. Well they don't have the play they don't have enough players, Jake. That's it. That is and then you can you can trace back from there, okay, well why don't they? And you can take the dissect the whole thing that way. But right now, on the field, they don't have enough players. They did have enough players against USC though. On that given night. Well, I ain't been Tennessee, too. But I, I don't know. Well, they had more players because there were more guys healthy earlier in the season. So I, I'm, not, I'm not discounting the point. But, the, but everybody has but those issues. You B- know, South Florida has those issues. No, yeah. but, but I guess my point is, is that BYU beat USC because they played their best game and USC did not. Those yeah. players that they had, and they, they had a great scheme against USC. Their defensive scheme worked incredibly well. And USC's scheme was was garbage because they didn't even realize what was in front of them. And they kept trying to ram their head against the against the wall. Their their Graham Harrell offense wasn't working against what, what BYU was bringing to the table. Oh, so that's what this really comes down to is your preseason thought that SC was making a mistake by – uh, putting this kind of offense on the field. Because it's the reason that you were just talking about. If you can run over a team, <laughs> then you do it. <laughs> because okay. it demoralizes the other team, and it's the easiest way to win a football game. If you have the capability to just run a team over, you do it. I mean, Jake Woody Hayes Scott here on the show. Now, sometimes it's not possible, and so you have to do other things. But, you know. I mean, if you're if you're USC, where you're going to have the best line in the conference and the best running back every single year, then why <laughs> on earth wouldn't you just try to run everybody over like the good Lord intended? <laughs> is that what he intended? <laughs> so this is what Jake essentially says. He, he gathers his football team in the locker room and he said, fellas, when you pass the ball, three bad things can happen and only one good thing. So we're not going to do that. Nope. I know, Lavelle, your name is on the stadium, but wherever you are, hear me out. Do not pass the football. <laughs> and then I'd tell, my, uh, I'd tell my quarterback, and I'd say, hey, guess what? You're going to look really, really good hitting open receivers because everybody's going to have to sell out to stop the run. <laughs> Why do you think everybody thought Matt Leinert was good when he was – I mean, he was, he was good, but he didn't turn out to be the world beater, right? It's because everybody playing USC put everybody in the box because Reggie Bush and Lindell White were amazing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they were pretty good. And all of a sudden, Matt Leinert's throwing against single coverage all day long. Because you got to sell out to stop the run. Speaking of Football's selling out, didn't, didn't all those really good players have houses for their families? Too? Probably. And and but your Lavelle, your Lavelle thing is a great point. BYU had to figure out a way in the '80s where they were even in the playing field. They they the were '70s. The '70s. They yeah. were they had forethought. They were ahead of the curve, and it it helped them to become good. But the point is, is that teams that that football is a simple game. And the same thing has been working for a lot of years now. 
And if you can't do go. it, you should gonna, do it. Jake Scott's going to take football back 50, 60 years. Those were the good old days, huh, Jake? I'm telling you, Alabama <laughs> runs the ball. They win national championships. They get cute with Tua last year, and look what happens. <laughs> I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Syringa, Verizon and XO customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. The number again, 385-420-8221 at Syringa Networks. When Seattle called for that pass play in the Super Bowl, that must have just driven you insane. Me and the rest of the <laughs> rational world. Me and the rest of the sane people. You want nothing but student body left, student body right. If it works, there's... The, I you mean, want the freaking Pony Express. I want... If you have Marshawn Lynch and you're on the stinking two-yard line, I want you to hand him the ball so you can win the game. It's easy. Was Mike Dick a genius oh, or, or did he tell his offensive coordinator, hey, hand it to Walter Payton. Which they didn't do in the Super Bowl. Even the fridge got a touchdown. You understand my point. You don't, we you get don't it. Have... Tony's a Bears fan. It's uh, Look, it, it, it's true in some cases. and in other, It's not true in every case. Sometimes you don't have the personnel to do that. Sometimes and, you don't. And sometimes you have a great quarterback and some great receivers, and you can go ahead and do it that way, too. Just check the NFL. But if you are at, in college, you have the collegiate version of Walter Payton, I know. Let's go ahead and implement the air raid so we don't give them the ball. That's a great idea. Good idea, guys. You and Troy Taylor really agreed last year, didn't you? No. That was the problem. They have Zach Moss, and it's like, I know. Let's give him the ball nine times a game. You might have been able to pick up in this discussion that Jake has a real issue with uh, passing offenses when uh, when they've got personnel for a run game. I, I do. That is that is true. You and Kyle Whittingham are like children separated at birth, huh? I mean, if, you, if you're the, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, you don't bring everybody together and goes, guys, we're scrapping the offense and we're going to a strict post game. Hey, Draymond, back somebody down. That's what we're doing. We're well, slowing it down. That's the football version of what you're calling for. It's interesting that you pick that as your example for basketball because they do the other thing. You know it's a different sport, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's like if you have boring, boring sports. If you have a boring approach to every sport. If you have Steph Curry, you don't you you don't go to him and say, "Hey, are we we don't want you shooting the three. <laughs> okay, I think we understand. Well, even though that was a bad example. You know, every time every time you come up with a bad example, I'm just gonna, you know what? That was a bad example. Uh, coming up we next. We get your point. And if you do have the personnel, we understand why. You know, there was a period of time there after the wave of passing uh, offenses in college football where when people would say, yeah, we're going to pass the football a lot, it was almost like an admission of guilt. You know, you might as well have said, well, we don't have the personnel we need, so we're going to throw the football. Remember that? That was probably in the 90s. Same principle still applies. Okay. Run the ball, win football games. <laughs> More coming up next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.